Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so very grateful you're here with us, and I'm very extremely thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking, to me, one of the more interesting podcasts I've ever done. I think you might would concur once we get started, because it's one of those incidences in the Bible of the Philistines and the Ark of the Covenant that is uh, just neat. So we're on pages 84 and 85 on Unearthing the Bible by Titus Kennedy, 101 Archaeological Discoveries that Bring the Bible to Life. And I just read a little bit, fair use, and, you know, comment around it. So it's got a great picture here. The Ark and the Philistines, Isabet Sarta Ostrakon. I think you're going to find this extremely interesting. It's the time period of the judges in 1 Samuel 4 through 1 Samuel 7. It's from the 11th century B.C. time period, the thousands, like Eli and all of this, Samuel. An ancient Hebrew ostracon, which is just, you know, a piece of pottery written upon broken pottery usually, was discovered in a grain silo at the archaeological site of Isbet Sarta, identified as the ancient town of Ebenezer, east of Aphek, which that's all fascinating from that time period as well, scripturally. This inscribed pottery sherd, designated the Isbet Sarta Ostracon, dates to about the 11th century BC and contains a text of five lines with over 80 letters, including the ancient Hebrew alphabet. So this would be like Paleo Hebrew. Written using proto Canaanite characters, read from left to right. Now, that's not normal Hebrew, it's right to left. Um, so read left to right, the inscription demonstrates that alphabetic writing was known and practiced in Israel during the Judges period in the time of Eli because many of the letters in the inscription have faded and are extremely difficult to read. There are disputes about the contents and purpose of the inscription. Study Paleo-Hebrew sometime. You'll see where Greek came from. You'll see where English came from. An alphabet is clearly visible and the content of the other lines has been debated, but it appears to have been a practice tablet for somebody learning to write or become a scribe. A few scholars claim the inscription is merely a mass of letters and random words for practice, while others interpret the allegedly random words as an actual uh, donation inscription. And, you know, I mean, if somebody's practicing, you, you could expect the letters. It's like, uh, you know, one of the oldest uh, Paleo-Hebrew writings, like from 925, I think it's called the Gezer Tablet, and it describes um, like agricultural times and what happens certain rainy season, all this. And they now think that may be a child's learning tablet. So Hebrew, I'm reading a footnote here, was written from right to left during the kingdom period later, but it appears that earlier in the judges period and before it could perhaps be written and read in either direction. So that's interesting. Um, it also goes in, this will be important in the next couple of paragraphs. Phineas, the brother of Hophni, is not mentioned by name on the ostracon, and we'll see where that comes from. I did want to read another part of the uh, footnote here, a pottery 
sherd containing is about ostrogon writing usually written using black carbon ink or inscribed into the piece of pottery go a little deeper into what an ostracon is ostraca is plural however another proposed translation of this uh isbet sarta ostracon suggests that the text preserves a summarized version of the capture and return of the Ark of the Covenant. And that's why this is one of the most interesting podcasts I've ever done. I mean, that's just huge. Um, in the 11th century B.C., according to this translation, the Ostracon mentions movement of people from Aphek to Shiloh, or Shiloh, which, of course, is where the tabernacle was, then the Kittim Philistines, which that's interesting, taking something to Azor, then to the god Dagon in Ashdod, then to Gath, and finally the town of Kiriath-Jerim. Boy, that's the book of Judges in 1 Samuel there, isn't it? Soldiers, uh, the name Hophni, and a brother, perhaps Phineas, are also mentioned, and it seems that Hophni had died. Remember, he's one that carried the ark out there. This translation matches the route and names recorded in the book of Samuel when the Philistines left Aphek, defeated the Israelites, then proceeded to Shiloh, and Shiloh, many people pronounce it, and I do usually, but I think officially it's Shiloh. There's a funny story. I got a friend of mine that kind of opened up Shiloh to tourists uh, to take the Ark of the Covenant before eventually returning it. If this translation is correct, then the text would be a contemporary summarized account of a passage in the book of Samuel. However, at the very least, the Ostrakon demonstrates literacy even in villages of Israel during the Judges period. And again, another fascinating thing is that Hebrew could be read left to right at a certain point as well before going right to left. So some people, see, that's a long story because a lot of people think Adam and Eve originally spoke Hebrew and that it was uh, right to left, and then uh, at the confusion of languages at Babel, God kind of started a lot of languages going left to right, but the original still went right to left. And then there's that fascinating, that university professor from Canada, it's been on Fox News and things, about uh, Paleo-Hebrew coming from Joseph and Manasseh, and... uh, Yeah, I think it's Manasseh. And uh, that it being the root, it's obviously the root of English and uh, Greek, but uh, being the first consonantal alphabet. So God bless. Thanks for being here. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church, family. And we'll talk with you later. Oh, please leave us a five-star review. Helps people find us. God bless you. Bye-bye.